0: of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, host of the Dr. John Deloney Show, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life and your money. Go ahead and give you a heads up. Uh, It is, uh, for those of you listening live, you know this. Those of you catching us later, this is Monday, the day after Sunday, bloody Sunday, when the student loan payments began again. And uh, if you've opened your checkbook or you've opened your bank balance and you've looked at it after having to start paying your student loans again, you're one of 44 million Americans that owe $1.7 trillion, uh, you've had an ouchie moment. And, um, hey, we're here for you. We understand. It's overwhelming. It's confusing. Uh, it's anxiety-producing. And uh, we're going to help you with uh, the get-out-of-debt thing and even the anxiety. Dr. John Deloney has a new book coming out. Uh, tomorrow is launch day. It is launch book launch week for us here at Ramsey, Building a Non-Anxious Life by Dr. John Deloney. And, uh, John, we, uh, it comes out tomorrow, by the way, and I'll go ahead and give you the pitch if you order today. Before midnight tonight, that is the official day, right? Then at our website at RamseySolutions.com, you can get the book for $20. By the way, the average nonfiction book is $32.63 in America today. Which shocked the crap out of me when I heard that books have gone up that much. But since I actually know the cost of these things going up and the cost of paper going up, I'm not shocked, but it still caught me off guard. But ours isn't. Ours is $20 through the night, and you get $75 in free bonus items, including the audiobook, the ebook, and one of John's talks from Smart Conference. And, uh, John, this book is uh, its already, I think we've sold enough that it'll be number one next week when the lists list come out. I'll be shocked if it's not. We've sold a bazillion of these things out of the shoe deer. Uh, unless some kind of weird statistical anomaly happens, it'll be a number one. Uh, and the reaction to it is matched with the need in the marketplace. There's a lot of anxiety.
1: Yeah, it's everywhere. Um, Everywhere we go, from wealthy people to those struggling to kids to adults to
0: um, geriatric populations, everybody's wrestling with it. Yeah. And uh, the the population that has a student loan debt that just came to you uh, builds, an, you know, one of the six daily choices that you teach folks to make in here to get there is this idea of freedom and that that goes a whole thing with the freedom yeah. right dead free right i'm dead free and i'm student. I got rid of Sally Mae and so i'm free that it changes everything
1: yeah there's also one of the, the the first steps is choosing reality and i remember back in july when it came out and we started barking from this microphone here is your reality. Some of y'all bought houses. Some of you bought cars. Some of you signed up for memberships, whatever, that you can no longer afford because you thought the government was going to take your, your student loan payments away, like they told you. And you weren't stupid. That's what they told you. And,
0: but you, here we you, are. You were stupid. You believed the government. <laughs> well, there's that. Okay. So start choosing
1: reality now and start making moves now. And just like we told people three years ago, hey, they're not charging you interest. Now is the perfect time to pay these off. Was it 1% of people chose that reality? Mm -hmm. And now it's back, right? So I want people who didn't choose reality, who continue to kick it and kick it and kick it. And then uh, October
0: 1st. But that's true of all areas of our life on anxiety, not just money.
1: That's right. But I want people to feel it. This is what your body's trying to tell you. You're not safe. It's been telling you for the last six months you're not safe. That's That's what we're talking about here. And the quicker you can choose reality and move from that, whether it's student loans, whether it's your marriage falling apart, whether it's your kids don't want to be in the same room with you, what your health, whatever it is, if you keep avoiding reality, your body's going to keep banging that alarm louder and
0: louder and louder to get your attention that you're not okay. Yeah. And so the purpose of the book, the six daily choices is not to do away with anxiety. It is to do away with the things that cause anxiety because we live in such a frenetic, out of control, chaotic world. That we've created an anxiety monster it called our lives right
1: i don't want to live in a house without a smoke detector that's silly i don't want to work in a building without a smoke detector that's dumb but i don't want it going off 24 7 365 so this book is really a book about finding the fires in your house in your life in your marriage in your health not find the smoke detector not the smoke detectors find right? the farms fires find the fires let's get one to work way to on get putting the smoke those fires detector
0: out. to quit beeping is to have no smoke that's exactly hello. right hello
1: yeah, you can uh, yell and scream at that little beep in your car when your uh, seatbelt's not fastened, and it just beeps and beeps and beeps, or you can just fasten your seatbelt. All right? that's what we're doing here. We're going to find the simple things that are in all of our lives that we got to deal with.
0: Yeah, health and healing, belief, connection, freedom, reality, and the freedom uh, portion of the subject of freedom is, is this idea of being debt-free. If If
1: you paid attention the last three years about the student loan stuff because you had a student loan payment to make— imagine a world where like whatever like i don't i don't care what they're doing because i don't owe anybody any money that's what we're talking about that sense of peace and that sense of and that could be jade Warshaw took eight years with her husband to pay it off that could be john and sheila deloney that took multiple multiple years to pay us off Um, it could be that teacher that we talked to in new york city when they got locked down um, who was a teacher who paid off in one year, hundred six, six figures? Just kept, I mean, just worked twenty hours a day. She said, "I don't have anything else to do. I can't go anywhere. I can't hang out with any of my friends. I'm gonna get these loans paid off." Whatever your path is, imagine sitting here right now on repayment day. Um, I don't have anything to repay. Yeah, I already took care of it.
0: Yeah, I don't have anxiety today because I don't have a student loan today. That's right.
1: If all the inflation talk is just really annoying, but I don't borrow money from banks anyway, so what do I? I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean, it just changes how you do everything.
0: Yeah, interest rates are driving me crazy. Not me. I don't have money.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't have any money out there. Yeah,
0: interest rates went up again on mortgages. Not mine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so it's it's it sounds trite and it sounds silly, but this is this is freedom. Is that that word peace you've been talking about for thirty years?
0: Well, I mean, relationships, our health, our spiritual walk, our finances. These are all areas that you can make choices in that limit the anxiety bucket from overflowing. Right. That's right. And uh, the daily choices are are key to this whole thing. And uh, it doesn't mean you're never going to have anxiety. It means you'll have less of it because you'll have less problems causing the alarm to go off.
1: The way I've, I've gone about describing this, Dave, is we all brush our teeth twice a day. Most of us. George Campbell, we don't know for sure. But most times. of us. Most yeah. of
0: us. He brushes his teeth a lot.
1: Um, brush your teeth twice a day. And then over time, you don't have bad breath. And over time, um, you don't have cavities. But... If you lean in to give your wife a kiss and she goes, "Ah, oh, your breath is bad." Then you know you probably have a tooth infection. Now, I'm going to go deal with it. Similarly, I'm going to do these things on a regular basis. It's going to become part of my life, and when the when I start feeling anxious, I'm going to know my body's working just as it should, and it's going to lead me to where there's there might be an issue.
0: Yep. That's how it works, boys and girls. Building a non-anxious life comes out tomorrow. Uh, for those of you that have pre-purchased it, uh, the tens of thousands of you, thank you. We will be shipping them tonight. They'll be heading your directions. So They come out tomorrow. You'll start seeing them in bookstores tomorrow. Uh, Amazon, uh, those of you that purchased it there, it'll be shipped. And if you buy it by midnight tonight, Building a Non-Anxious Life, it's $20. We're going to throw in $75 worth of additional items for free. We're bribing you to buy it before midnight. If you're listening to me, take the bribe this is The Ramsey Show.
2: Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable, Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health care costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the health care provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who want to take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey, personality is my co-host today. Open phones at 888 825 Five two two five. Well, we're doing something we've never done on the Ramsey Show. Uh, we sent Jade Washaw and Ken Coleman to Washington D.C. They've been up there for about the last forty-eight hours with the student loans restarting, uh, talking to the man on the street uh, and some uh, women on the street and some uh, people that should be on the street called congressmen. No, I'm kidding. And uh, they're hey learning about. Um, what's happening with the student loans so what are you guys finding out up there
3: well Dave thanks for having us on so we spent yesterday the full day moving between Georgetown uh, the campus talking to a lot of students about their current debt situation and then we moved to the mall in between the Lincoln Memorial and the Washington Monument and talked to so many different people it was a lot of fun and we heard I think one key theme was that people really believe collectively no matter how they vote or what they believe in from a religious standpoint, the message was tuition is too high. It's going up too quickly. It's outsized. And that was a very interesting theme, Jade.
4: I agree, you know, and something else they knew tuition was high, but when we asked the students, so how much are you paying each semester? How much are you paying each year? When you come out of college, how much total debt do you think you'll have? And it was really interesting. They kind of seemed in a fog about how much debt they were going to leave with. Um, one guy even said to us, he said, you know, I've got bigger fish to fry. I've got enough to worry about right now. I'm getting my MD. You know, I, I'll worry about that, you know, when I get out of med school. And I thought, oh my gosh, he estimated that he'd probably come out with about three or four hundred thousand dollars of debt dave so that's pretty crazy yeah
3: and his starting salary he thinks sixty thousand dollars so uh it's that kind of story that was pretty synonymous everybody thinks that tuition has got to be addressed yeah so tuition is too high but um
0: so they're saying tuition is too high but they don't know how much it is
3: That's right. That's right. Very interesting. At Georgetown, a lot of these kids, yeah. Well, now, it's interesting at Georgetown, obviously, uh, we saw a pattern, too, where these students were saying they didn't know how much they actually were going to owe because mom and dad took out the loans or handled all the details. So that was kind of scary as well.
4: And there's another piece to it, uh, Dave and John. Not only did they believe that tuition was too high, everybody agreed that there's a major problem here. And we asked them specifically, well, what do you think about forgiveness? You know, Biden, these administrations offering forgiveness. Do you think it's a good idea? And here's what I thought was really remarkable. They all thought, hey, it would be nice to have forgiveness. All of us would love for somebody to come in and take care of our debt. But they all agreed that it was kind of a selfish, you know, it was a selfish want that ultimately it probably wasn't best for people for the government uh, for people in large to offer that forgiveness a because it's not fair for everybody and B because of the tax implication of burdening you know others who maybe didn't even take out student loans with the bill
1: uh, is what are they I struggle with the cost part because it feels like yet another way of Passing the blame onto somebody else. And um, I can drive by a car dealership, like a Porsche dealership, and the prices are going to be expensive and the car is worth the yeah. money. I mean, it's expensive, but it's up to me to be responsible. to enough to know I can't afford a Porsche, and so I'm going to move on. Um, do any of those students that you met with own the fact that they're going to a school that they can't afford? They even know how much it cost. <laughs>
3: Well, there's no question. You make a very good point, John. Uh, but I think it's different between the student who wants to go into social work, who goes and gets a really expensive degree and is only making forty, forty-five thousand dollars, and then the med student that we talked to. There's only one way to get that med degree, and medical school is crazy. And to give you real numbers, because these but why is a medical doctor only going to make sixty k? Well, he's talking about the intern years. Uh, is what he said oh, as a cardi- oh. cardiac. So yeah. So he's got an intern for three or four years. But let me point this out because John brings up a good point. But if we look at 2010 to 2022, the cost of tuition rose over 12% Mm -hmm. each year when you had inflation only moving up at about 2.5%. So it is ridiculous. These colleges and universities keep raising the price because they've got an audience who just keeps getting the loan. The federal loan program and these colleges and universities are colluding. That's a simple fact.
0: Oh, no question about it. If you cut the money off, from the student loans suddenly right. the price increases would go away i mean because they wouldn't that's have right. as many st- exactly they wouldn't right, have p- students willing or able to pay what they're charging so yeah, they'd have to re- they'd correct. have to address the
1: problem but, but that goes back to dave what you've been saying for the, the last year which is the student loan bailout program is almost beside the point we deal with that after yeah. y- you don't deal with the flood without turning the faucet off first right at first you got to deal with the faucet and if they were serious about helping young people, and they were serious about helping students, and serious about not saddling future generations with trillions of dollars of debt, they would deal with that up front instead of you, got, you know f- f- bailing water and letting it continue to yeah, run.
0: You can't keep making the loans. That's intellectually dishonest. Yeah. When the when, you know yeah. when we're we got a crisis on our hands of student loan epic proportions here. So uh, did you run into people whose loans are starting back today?
4: Yes, it's so funny that you mentioned that. We got the opportunity to talk to several folks. I talked to a girl, her name was Ariel. And she was excited to talk to us. She had strong feelings about student loans and forgiveness. And she was really banking, Dave, on forgiveness from the Biden administration. And when she didn't get it, you know, she's been seeing her interest pile up, obviously, since the start of September. And she told me, she said, Jade, I've already seen a thousand dollars accrue in interest from September 1st until today. She said, it's the equivalent of three full payments almost. Mm -hmm. And she said, it's blowing my mind how quickly this interest is accruing. She's She's an educator herself. And she's like, I don't see a way out. And so, you know, I was able to talk to her. I said, Hey, what if I told you that every day, you know, several times a week on the Ramsey show, we hear people come in doing their debt-free scream. They paid off 70,000, 80,000, 220,000, whatever number of debt people are doing it every day. They've just got to have the tools in order to make it happen. And honestly, they've got to believe that it can happen. And I feel like that's the missing piece, uh, Ken, that we've
0: seen. And when Jade asked her that, she lit up. There was so <laughs> much hope that just took over her whole body. It was a really cool moment. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, in my mind, there's 44 million people today that have a payment due for the first time in three years. Uh, in many cases, a, a large payment. It's going to take a chunk out. Are you, is. I feel like, it. I don't know why, I feel like we're the only ones talking about this. Like the, like, the typical person in America is talking about it, but I haven't run into anybody in the media that's gotten that today is a big freaking deal, economically, societally, everything else. Are you running into people that are going, my God, what a mess?
4: Not really. When we were on the college campus, it was interesting, Ken, on the college campuses, it's almost like they're just in a blur. They have no idea this is happening. I probably talked to five different students who I said, hey, do you understand the significance of today? I said, do you understand student loans have been on pause for three years? They're finally starting back. And they were like, I don't know what you're talking about.
3: That's right. It's business as usual, Dave. It's not a big story because quite frankly, It's so old, it's been around forever, and I think the American people have lost a lot of hope to where it's not a sensational story anymore, and that's what's really a crime. You know, This has to be addressed from the leadership level in Congress, in the White House. It's a crime that they're giving this money away to people who can't afford it, and then charging them crazy interest. This is not about helping people get educated. This is a hidden tax on the American people, in my opinion.
4: And there's a little bit of onus, can on the parents in this situation because yes. a lot of the students we talked to, yeah. they said from their own mouth, hey, I think my parents took out a loan. I think they signed for it. I'm pretty sure they're taking care of the bill. And, you know, to which I said, hey, you better have that conversation and That's have right. it fast because when it comes time to pay the piper, you need to know who's on the hook.
1: Well, Jade, you bring up a great point. There's, a mil- there's millions and millions of parents that use the college their kid got into to give themselves a pat on the back and to be able to tell their friends That's and really church and the community. That's right. Instead of having a realistic, honest conversation about, hey, child, what do you actually want to do when you grow up? And what is the best path right. for you and our family there? They just want to run and say, hey, my kid got into Georgetown. My kid's going to Georgetown. That's right. Forget the fact that it's going to be 40 years of paying that thing off.
0: Yeah, what a mess. That's yeah, absolutely mess. right, John. Yep. Well, Jade Warshaw, Ken Coleman in Washington, D.C., reporting live on the first day that the student loan payments kicked back in officially, as of uh, actually technically as of last night, but uh, there you go. And um, man, we're starting to see some movement out there in the marketplace, and we thought we wanted to be right on the front lines. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We'll check in with you next hour. This is The Ramsey Show.
5: Hey, listen up. When we invest, most of us have no idea where our money is going. But the reality is your investments could be funding social and cultural causes that you would never choose to support. With Timothy Plan, you can avoid putting your hard-earned money into things you don't approve of and invest in companies that line up with your values. With Timothy Plan's pro-life, pro-family filter, you can invest with moral responsibility while going after competitive returns.
0: Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions on the debt-free stage. John and Rachel are with us. And uh, a special debt-free scream uh, because John's one of our newer team members, right?
5: That's right. How long have you been with us? Um, going on eight months now.
0: Okay. Wow. Good deal. And tell her by what you do here at Ramsey.
5: Uh, I'm on the K-12 renewal team for our Ramsey education team.
0: Okay, so K through 12, meaning our high school curriculum. That's right. And uh, you work with that team making sure that high school students get our high school curriculum around America. That's right very good stuff well thank you good work good work all right john and rachel how much debt have you paid off uh 50,000 in 13 months all right eight months of it you were here mm-hmm. all right and i won't ask your income because we don't do that since you're a team member i enough. was going to have
1: you announce it to all of your friends <laughs> and community yeah, here.
0: all the people that you work with <laughs> will be standing around right now and we're going to tell them what your income is i think that'd be just tacky so we don't do that but congratulations okay so five months before you got here where were you all living uh, right here in Nashville. You so here in, kind of in So what Hill. got you started on this five months before you came here?
5: Well, yeah. so the really fun part of our story that I think even the HR team got a big big hoot out of is that when I asked Rachel's dad, who's here with us today, for uh, his blessing, he was like, absolutely. But the only thing that we had to do was he said, you just have to go through FPU before you get married. Yeah. And so, I like him! <laughs> <laughs> that kind of kicked off the entire journey for us. And so as soon as we got married and graduated, it was kind of time to be a gazelle and time to get after it yeah Yeah. so we
2: graduated in may of 2022 and then got married in june and right after we got back from like our honeymoon and everything it was august of 2022 that we started attacking all of it Mm
0: -hmm. and and then just a couple months later you go to your father-in-law go hey uh fpu one thing now hold my beer i'm going to work there
5: (laughs) exactly yeah Yeah.
0: i don't know who was more excited if it was
5: if it was my wife or him actually to
0: start being here not gonna lie i didn't just go through fpu i'm going to work there i got a job there okay that's cool i like that that's fun very cool very cool so that means rachel you grew up a financial peace baby
2: i did yes um my parents went through it in 2017 um and then they were inspired by like they're still in their journey they're almost done as well um and so they started teaching uh generation change like the oh wow yeah Yeah. (laughs) they started teaching that at At our church church for the teenagers yeah yeah. Yeah. so i took that um with them when i was a senior in high school and um foundations and personal finance at in high school as well which is cool because now john sells that wow um, you you couldn't get
0: away yeah (laughs) not at all you're stuck all the way around yeah yeah, John, you didn't have a choice. No, no I mean, not really. You're, you're just getting into this. <laughs>
1: Does that mean all the debt in your marriage was yours? No, it was no, both it was us. Combined. So yeah. I
5: think it was about, um, about, you had 16 and I had about 28. And yeah. then we had some medical bills that popped up over the last year as well mm-hmm. um, that we were able to prepare for, even mm-hmm. even paying off debt. But um, that was by far one of the most stressful times was when we just had a lot of moments where we looked at each other and we are like, just tearful um Mm -hmm. and my my team member ryan andrew can also attest like where i just was like i'm so ready to be done with this Mm -hmm. and so that that journey that like drive to just be to knock it out i mean the the pain is what really just gets you going because
0: you're like i'm done with this so what kind of debts were those student student loans loans. all student loans Mm -hmm. okay and so uh yeah standing here today with student loans kicking back in knowing that's not there's a big relief
5: absolutely
1: (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. so you mentioned something that's really important i think for couples to understand There's that rah rah moment, that really excited. You have that first conversation, and we're going to do this. And then there's month nine, Mm -hmm. where it's hard. You want to? It's hard. You're exhausted. You just want to go on a date. You've been married one year. Can we go on a date? (laughs) Nope. We got to finish this this journey.
0: (laughs) You can go. You just have to go to the park.
1: That's right. You got to do another free day. Another walk around. We got real
2: creative with it. We really did. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so, but, but tell them what it feels like on the other side. Like Dave just said, student loans are kicking off today. And yeah, okay. Like for y'all, it's not it's not an event in your home, right? Tell, mm-hmm. them, tell them what it feels like mm-hmm. to be on this side of it.
2: It oh. feels so good. Um, I think we talked about before this, what like the hardest part was for us. And it was definitely like going through it and being like, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. But also seeing like relationships and friendships change because of our lifestyle change. Um, and at the same time, like we had all of these new friends like come alongside us and support us in it. Um, and so Oh, now- so you
0: got rid of the dumb friends who got smart <laughs> ones.
2: We like <laughs> We. Had a lot of- Dave, they're watching too. Why like that? We had a lot. She's of trying people.
1: to be so sweet. Will you please list the dumb friends?
2: I <laughs> oh, their names.
4: No. But Gosh, we had Dave. so many
2: people come alongside of us and like celebrate with us, and like mm-hmm. so many are here today and watching everything. So, it feels really good to like have such a great community around us supporting us.
5: Yeah, yeah. I, I think one thing too is, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people who are. Living life a different way, and you know, they're like, "Well, that first year of marriage is so fun," and you're like, "I don't know, that first year of marriage was really hard because, like, we didn't live together. There was other things too. It's like we had to learn how to communicate, and not to mention, and FPU was such a big game changer here because." Not only were we heading into this, but we also were going into this knowing full well of like what conversations we needed to have to start off. Mm -hmm. And so we already were talking about money. We were already talking about relationships. We were talking about where we're going to live and what's going to be financially savvy. Not where do we want to be, but where do we need to be. And so even making those budgetary decisions was a game changer. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: you guys got a real head start. I mean, there's so much. You're so functional. It's amazing in a dysfunctional world.
1: Well, and if you think about if you think about it like a sports team, if the whole team gets together and the first weekend they all get together they just start playing live games Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're gonna be terrible they're not gonna be good Mm -hmm. but y'all two spent the first year of your marriage first year and a half yeah in the weight room working hard right working hard working hard working hard learning to work together and now you've got the next 60 years where nobody will own you two Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. not even dave nobody will own you to and y'all are going to be able to make decisions. You I know. I just had
5: those. I mean, I do work here, remember, so he's I nice know, kind of I know, I'm trying to get so so fired. So did he. I, I used did, to. <laughs> I
1: used to also. Um, but nobody's going to own you to right. and y'all can make decisions about your homes and your kids mm-hmm.
0: forever so, now. John, I'm curious. Uh, did you have much background on Financial Peace University or anything before your future father-in-law dumps this weird <laughs> request on you?
5: Um, a little bit here and there. I, I grew up in southern Illinois and so my parents Said, kind of. So done when he some said
0: that, what did you think?
5: I was tell like, the truth, honestly. I was like, whatever it takes.
0: Well, yeah. Off, he could have off, said, well, son, <laughs> uh,
1: you can marry my daughter, but I'm going to set you on fire. And he would have been like, okay, I'll do that Uh-oh. too. Get the matches. Exactly. <laughs> right. Get the
4: matches. That's I'll right. bring the gas. <laughs> right. so, okay.
5: So it was that category. It wasn't yeah. like he's weird. This yeah. Well, is strange. I mean, and too, they've been yeah. coordinators for a couple of years now. So yeah. even we got to kind of visit in on some of their classes as well as we were kind of back and forth between here in Cleveland, Ohio. And so yeah. even that part was really fun to get to be a part of it even too is, you know, we're looking for leaders here. And so how we can step into our communities and continue to lead from a place of accomplishing these tasks and then being able to encourage other people to do the same thing, which I had my buddy who I was his best man. He came to me and he's like, well, I've got this, these like credit cards that I use for school. I've got like $10,000 and they just got married and had like 60 grand liquid cash and I'm like dude what are you doing I'm like pay off the dang thing and so I'm sitting down with him basically as his financial advisor and I'm like this is what this looks like it's really simple and it's going to avoid a lot of heartbreak down the road because you've got this now and when Dave as you say when you invite Murphy in bad things happen yeah
0: I got a feeling John's going to be able to talk some schools into doing the curriculum.
5: <laughs> I would. I'm literally ready to buy it right now.
1: I,
0: I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is game on right, right now. Well yeah. done, you guys. We're very Thank proud you. of you. Proud to have you on the team. And uh, love the heritage and the history and the whole thing. It's a beautiful story. And. Uh, uh, multi-generational uh, financial piece stuff going on here. Very good stuff. I love it. I love it. You're so set up to be multi-millionaires and to be unbelievably generous and help so many people. We're honored to have you guys on our team. People you. like you are who we want. Uh, we're going to give you the live and give bundle as if you didn't have all that stuff already (laughs) with working here the uh baby steps millionaires book the total money makeover book and a financial peace membership you'll be able to give those away to somebody uh, in addition to the things we already give you as a team member to give away so you got lots of things good stuff good stuff john and rachel franklin tennessee members of the ramsey team members of the family fifty thousand dollars paid off in thirteen months count it down let's hear a debt-free scream Three, Three, two, one. one. Work and, and brain! Yeah! yeah! That's how it's done in the education department. I'm just saying. It. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Shannon's in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Shannon. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sure. What's up? Uh,
5: I am 67 years old, and I'm wondering your opinions. I haven't heard you talk about this on pre-planning and pre-paying for a funeral.
0: Mm. Well, it is uh, a gift to your um, relatives if you pre-plan. It's a gift to the okay. funeral home if you prepay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, that was kind of my thought too. <laughs>
5: yeah,
0: because the inflation rate of funerals is around four percent, so you're basically making four percent on your money. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and and you're of course locked into everything. But if you the more detail, the more nerdy and detailed you want to get into it, uh, and I'm feeling guilty right now because I've done zero casket. Picking and i'm 63 um but I, so i've not pre-planned or prepaid in my case i probably actually should go do some kind of a something and give them a, a guideline because i'm so pre-planned on every other part of my estate plan it's so detailed and we have meetings once a year to go over it and i don't i haven't done the casket thing
1: i pre-planned my funeral to a t you did and my wife made it very clear i'm not running errands for you after she goes, This funeral will be how I want it to be. Whoa. And so
0: that's who I married. Yeah. Well, Sharon will mm-hmm. be so upset when I'm gone that oh. she won't be able to think clearly. As you were no, saying not this, not really. I was thinking,
1: <laughs> I bet your kids I bet your kids have a casket
0: It's big, a little pick bit pickup. of a celebration. I bet hey, it's she had a, had a wood he, box, yeah.
1: Here would be my concern is that the version of the funeral you have in your mind that possibly you even prepay for, I would imagine there's two or three leadership changes by the time um you pass away and what your family would actually get would probably be less than what you have in mind.
0: That would—I I would love—I I honestly have not experienced that. Honestly, no? I mean, it's, okay. it's, it's a valid concern, but I've never run into that. What I have run into is, is I finally realized that the funeral world is an industry, and it's an extremely profitable industry. Very much so. And like many things, when you add the uh financing or prepayment to it you add to their profits i have figured that out and that's true Mm -hmm. they make as much money on the prepayment plans as they do actual margin on the uh goods and services associated with one being buried in your final day so uh your your final arrangements but yeah so uh yeah i think it'd be it's, it's it is a gift for people to not in a in an emotional state have to make a bunch of value decisions Okay. That does make sense to me. Although I'm being very uh, upfront and admitting I have not done that part of it. I've done everything else in the estate plan and they'll figure it out probably. This bunch will be able to afford it, I can tell you that. But the uh uh-huh. but yeah, I would not prepay. I've always told people not to prepay. And the extreme examples are if you took the amount of a funeral and invested at age thirty, instead of making four percent on your money, you made an investment return on your money, you'd have like six hundred thousand bucks when you get to eighty. And so prepaying right. like in your 30s or 40s is mathematically ridiculous. Now, when you're 67 mm-hmm. or 63, like me and you, then you know it's not as many years for that to compound. Um, uh, you know, even if it's 20, you know, or, or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't. I tell people don't prepay, and I do tell them to preplan. That's the overall thing. Even though I, that's one of the few areas I've not done what I say to do. What What about plots? Do, what about buying family plots or? I have not, but I, I'm not against them. Okay. I mean, because you, you're purchasing them. Yeah. Uh, and what you're doing is locking in the location, location and all that kind right of stuff. Here. And uh, But I got to tell you, uh, if I had bought those uh, 25 years ago, they'd probably be in a different place than they would be today. Hmm. So, I mean, um, think about that. Where you'd want to you be know? buried 25 yeah. years versus now? Yeah. I mean, think about how the city's changed mm. and the, you know our lives have changed and stuff in 20 or 25 years. Think about where you were you know 20 years oh, ago I would have I mean, you, you've been in texas that's right yeah you know, and, and now you live in tennessee so yeah. i mean i it's a an interesting uh thing so i i don't i have not avoided it i've just not been um good and diligent well but i
1: think i think you've paid for your funeral right i mean that's what an inheritance they can is for they
0: can, they can handle it i mean it's, it's a paid small for a funeral it's a small percentage and it's not a big enough the the, the uh if if somebody's uh not left much of an estate or no estate and then someone has to pay for the funeral oh i've been in those it's even conversations. more it's emotional yeah than if it's uh if you're a multi-millionaire and it's you know i don't know fifteen thousand bucks or whatever and you don't think about it. it's a non-issue so it does take the pressure off that way you could really screw up a funeral in our in our situation and it wouldn't be a big deal
1: yeah i've sat with some folks who are looking at me wide-eyed saying i don't, how much does a funeral cost and you know when that's one of their first questions that yeah. they're struggling and. There's no way they can come up with yeah. five, 10, 15 grand, whatever they're going to charge. It's a that's a hard, hard conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it it is. Uh, but what has happened is if the way let me tell you who's a sucker for it. If you're out there, if you've been through the while you're grieving, having to go in and select all this stuff and make all these decisions, and you're not sure about the money thing. While on top of that, uh, then you don't want your people you love to have to do that on you. So that's the people who prepay they want to they want to never have that happen to the people they love and so um uh but but still i would pre-plan you can do the exact same thing as prepaying every detail if you wanted to right and or that uh or you could just dictate i kind of want the uh the f-150 not the bentley <laughs> and not the smart car I want you know, to, i I'll mean say. smart car yeah <laughs> i don't want to use dodge neon <laughs> I don't want the bentley and uh somewhere around the used f-150 level right that's kind of what i'm thinking here so uh some of you will get that and the rest of you will be looking up the cars to figure out what they are
1: <laughs> are you going to get one of those uh are you going to get like a an above ground monument dave uh
0: i'm not going to be getting anything <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm not going to be Sharon sure not spending that I'm money. i'm not going to be i guarantee you sharon's not thinking that's a bargain kathy's in boise hi kathy how are you Hi,
2: um, so I'm a new listener to your show, um, and so you may have already covered this, but I've heard how much you dislike credit cards. What do you do about rental cards? Because I've tried to um, rent it without, with just a debit card, and they wouldn't do
0: it at all. Okay, it depends on the company. Hertz and... Uh, Enterprise. Hertz. Hertz Enterprise National. will. Hertz, Hertz will not. Enterprise will at some locations and not at others. And so, what you've got to do is pre-plan your trip. And uh, I can tell you this: you can't walk up to the counter and get one in the city you live in. It's very difficult uh, to get to, to rent a car that way. Uh, and so, right. you got to have a return ticket, you know, so forth. But if you're traveling okay. to another city, yeah, yes, there yeah. are companies that will rent to you without a debit card. I haven't had a credit card in 30 years. Now, I rent cars uh, today. Uh, we have corporate accounts. They're not credit cards. I mean, we have a company. We rent cars all over America because we're tra- this. You know, I got thousand people working here. We so we have corporate accounts, and and they don't require a card in those situations. Obviously, so that's an unfair advantage that you don't have.
1: But I travel a lot, right? And with like just doing family stuff, and I I, I just I don't have a problem. I'm, I've had one bad experience. Her, her, and
0: Hertz won't. Period. Okay. Dollar will, but it's very difficult. Toro will.
1: My my experience with Enterprise has been awesome. My Experience Enterprise, with National ninety percent of the
0: time is fine.
1: Yeah, I've uh, just been awesome. Okay, so I didn't
2: know
1: that. Um, okay. I I would call around. I, I remember I won't I won't say the company, but I I sat there and I said, "Here's what I want to figure out. I'm trying to give you my money." And mm-hmm. they were so difficult. Like, figure out a way that you can take my money from me
0: and they wouldn't figure it out. Yeah, that, because they mm-hmm. were working at J O B they didn't care. Yeah. yeah. That's it. I mean that that's the situation with hurts They look at you like with a blank stare, like you lost your dad gum mind or something. Gotcha. But um but that's the thing. And we had dollar we had the dollar rent a car studio here for a while. They sponsored the studio for a while and during that regime. Uh, After COVID, they all went bankrupt or they all almost went bankrupt and they turned over all their leadership team. That regime went back and changed everything. But we had dollars set up to where they take a debit card, just like a credit card nationwide. And we endorsed them for that reason and gave them a lot of business. Uh, The new regime came in after COVID and the bankruptcy and the loss dollars owned by Hertz. Okay. And so they came back in and the whole new marketing people, everything, they went back said no debit cards so we had to take the we had to take the dollar we right. can't be endorsing them we had to take the dollar in a car studio down so we couldn't do it anymore that's why we got um in a fire a customer it was painful but um that's how it worked Now they didn't renew because they didn't want to be involved with somebody like us that said only use debit cards never go to dollar never go to hertz that'd be kind of weird <laughs> this is the ramsey show
1: Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.